Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I think we have a fantastic episode. The topic tonight is Cancer Became My New Life in Golden. And our guest is Ingrid Esno. Now, Ingrid lives in Norway, and at this moment, it's just a few moments after 3 (laughs) a.m. So, we pre-recorded this episode to make it uh, reasonable for us, and I wanted to get right to it because it's a pretty full episode, and uh, take a listen. I, I think you'll be most impressed. Let's join the show. Welcome to the show, Ingrid. Thank you so much, Les. And I have to say thank you so much for inviting me. I really feel privileged to be the guest in your radio show. I'm really, really thankful. Well, I know you have a very powerful story. And um, the more I heard Uh, about your background and your life path, if you will, the more I realize that uh, you really have a a unique perspective, kind of a a very, very deep dive into the the psyche of what it means to be divinity in a human body, if you will, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm delighted to have you on the show. So um, let's start off with, uh, can you give us just a, a quick background of, uh, of who you are and, and a snapshot of your story so we understand who we're talking to? I will absolutely do that. And um, I come from a small, small place in the middle of Norway. I was born um there and I grew up uh, there until I was 16 years old then I moved away from home uh I grew up in a very abusive home and the reason why I am telling you about this uh is because it is it was and has been a part of my journey and it was deeply buried in the experience I had when I got cancer. I will tell you more about this, uh, about the the experience of having cancer and turning from a rebel that I was when I was young and into a real wild and untamed woman. Um, I grew up, as I said, in a, in a home in an environment where there was extremely brutality and and severe abuse. Uh, it was trying to control me because, as I said, I've always been a rebel, and I was not, there was not able to control me because I've always been free, and freedom for me was power, it was um, 
natural and I couldn't hold it back. When I'm when I'm talking about being a rebel, I w- I wasn't that kind that went crazy and 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 um, did a lot of of things that that hurt other people, but I was just me that asked questions about everything that was um, that was told that I couldn't be or I wasn't allowed to be myself. Um, so I I always make it uncomfortable to people. My parents, teachers, even my ex-husbands also, I made it uncomfortable because I never was able to buy into the lies and the, the people that pretended um, to be something they wasn't. And that was also part of my sensitivity and my also my abilities as a medium and psychic and all these things. Um, my sensitivity always brought me into situations where I was seen as being crazy, but that was because I just couldn't um, accept the bullshit or the lies to other people. I chose to move away from home when I was 16 years old. I was beaten the first time when I was two years old and I was taken down in the basement. I was, as I said, two years old, um, told to undress and naked I woke up um, in my own blood and my vomit and I was left alone and this last time I was 16 years old I was beaten by my dad my mom was an alcoholic and a psychopath and as I said the last time I stopped him when I was 16 years old and I then decided to walk away and move away from home all this trauma I wasn't fully aware of that that was a part of um, me that had changed me. I was fighting, really fighting hard to be myself and, and be who I am, but I wasn't aware of that it actually also had changed me until the day I was sitting on the doctor's office and I was told that I had cancer. That was in 2005. My life then completely uh, was shattered and I knew that I had to dive deep, deep into my traumas and to really transform the cancer and, and the suffering and the belief systems and the identification I had. And as I said, I went from being in rebel to a wild woman. A wild woman uh, is a woman that no longer deny her true self, that no longer uh, are afraid of loving fearlessly. A wild woman is a woman that seeks the truth and the truth only and lives by that. My big passion is the truth because I know 
from my personal experience that the truth was what also transformed my cancer, that I healed myself from the cancer. Today, I am a wild woman, and I'm a spiritual conscious woman, and someone calls me a true diva. My children love to call me the true diva. Absolute everything I am and have and ever will be is always spiritual. That is about all of us. We have always been spiritual. Well, you know, the, the, as I sit here and listen to you tell your story, um, you, uh, you talk about knowing the truth, the uh, unadulterated truth, if you will. I don't want to put words in your mouth. And I listen to the dynamic that your soul chose for you to start your life off in, this brutality, this household of of really just blunt, brutal pain. And, and then you talk about being a rebel and pushing back against this, this story, this paradigm of bullshit, as you say. The, and it, it is bullshit. But I, I wonder uh, if your soul uh, chose this life path I, I think uh, this chapter of our human story is so profound and so powerful because humanity basically is awakening across the globe. And for you to be able to speak the truth by being born into anything but the truth sounds like a, um, like uh, your soul intended you to, to see... To go, go to the edge of darkness, if you will, to go to the very deepest, darkest corners of what's what's possible in our human brutality, and then now you're here, and and as a spiritually awakened woman, what a what a profound transformation of yourself in in just this lifetime. Thank you for those words. Yeah, I can, I, as I said, for many years, I, um, I've been a rebel. Uh, that was natural for me to do it. It was natural for me also to push back. It was also natural for me to push my dad away. I, I took his arm uh, when I was 16 years old and I said, this is the last time you beat me. Um... So I always pushed back. I was fearless in pushing back. At the same time, I was also afraid. I couldn't understand why this was happening. And the reason why I couldn't understand it was because I was born open and knowing. I remembered who I am. I remembered where I came from. I remembered how it is to be on the so-called other side when we don't have a body. So I never fully understood why I wasn't helped when I cried for help, when I was laying in this ice-cold concrete floor on the basement, and I was completely totally naked, and the pain was unbearable. I was once hit so severe in the head 
that I I was four years old when I cried out to God and said, please, please let him smash my head so I can die and go home. Um, so it was, it was, uh, that was also saving me. If I can use the word saving me, sure. was that I also remember who I am, what I am, where I come from. Uh, and that goes for everybody, who we really are is is we are love itself we are powerful beyond imagination and i could feel that but at the same time growing up in that makes me doubt it of course sometimes i doubted it what i felt and what i remember was it true was it true about what i remember what i could see and feel sometimes when source came true at an early age, I communicated with angels and source. It was always natural for me. So the the conflict and the fears was sometimes <coughs> sorry <coughs> unbearable, but at the same time there was this light, it was this knowingness that kept me continue to say no continue stop the abuser or at the end stop the abuser and today <clears throat> I can see that the reason why I went through all of this is because my passion uh, lies in in not only seeking the truth but living the truth expressing the truth but also working with adults people parents or couples that doesn't have children I do I do not work directly to with children but I work for children by talking to parents how dysfunctional we all are I I listen to you and you talk about this brutal home environment and then at 16 you say enough never again and you leave and and what a what a powerful um, demand, perhaps, that a young girl would have, 16 years old. And then you fast forward and you come up against cancer. Yeah. So, so how did this how did this childhood uh, crucible, if you will, the foundry, the tempest? Uh, how did that uh, reflect on your experience with cancer? <clears throat> um, because uh, I started, I have to then go a little bit back in time <clears throat> before I got the cancer. I was in my third marriage, and he was a psychopath. And I know that, of course, I it was like that was my most profound wake-up call because I realized instant that, oh my God, I really have a mirror. I have chosen husbands and that was had a similar similarity to my parents. Right. But I wasn't fully aware of that. Not until the third husband um I recognized that he was a psychopath. Uh I was standing I we 
I say we, me and my daughters moved into him. He wanted us to move in with him, and uh, I was in a place of my life where really the collapse really started of my old life and my false self, but I wasn't aware of that fully. I still tried to fight to keep the false self that I believed was me intact. But there was an evening, and he hit me um, in my face, and I was in shock, even though I had um, expected it. Uh, but I, as I said, I was so tired, I was so exhausted being a single mom. I was working um, by myself. I had my own company. And um, as I said, my old life really had really started to collapse fully. And God came through. <clears throat> and I also want to say, I also have to say, that when I use the word God, I'm not talking about the religious God. I'm not talking about the patriarchal God that are talking about sin and, and all these things. I'm talking about love, the most powerful love in the entire universe. I'm talking about the highest, most powerful consciousness that we all are, um, the most beautiful freedom, the most, the highest expression of grace. And God came to and said, it's not, <clears throat> it's not about your husband, it's about you. That was a wake-up call. And I knew that it was time for me to really start to go into what it was all about, my, my wounds, my traumas, my shocks, all of these things. So I started in something called psychodrama, and I went for that for some years. And I chose to take my kids with me and move back to the place that I was born. I understood that I have to go back to really feel it all again, like i never done before. I had to face my mom because she was still alive. I had to face the place that I was born in, the house that I grew up. I had to face the basement and all the memories. I had to awaken them again fully to really start a transformation and to really start to heal myself. I realized when I got the cancer that, and I knew that, okay, and I wasn't surprised, actually, I wasn't surprised when I was diagnosed with cancer, because I knew years before that that would be my experience, because I had been afraid of it for so long, to get cancer. So I wasn't surprised, and I was thinking, okay, why not? Why not this too? And I understood that I had to dive deep into the cancer, in, deep into the darkest abyss of my subconsciousness and go through it all again to feel it again. Because <clears throat> I knew then so much, I understood so much about energy. And I knew that cancer is created from our subconsciousness from traumas, from bitterness, from self-hate, from not being good enough, from not being lovable, from not being safe, all of these things 
I have created a life that had to collapse because it was created on my trauma and my fear. And it was extremely, um, it took all my energy to hold this wave from my daily life because I was a mom. I had to make sure that I was this powerful because on the other, um, the way they saw me, my kids, my my ex-husband was that I was this powerful woman. I could do anything. I never gave up. I could fix everything. I did always everything by myself. I was a mom. I was fully working at that time as a psychiatry nurse, psychiatric nurse, sorry. Uh, so I held my breath for, I think, many, many years, and I hold it in the enormous stress and the self-hate and at the end the bitterness that I was never ever able to provide uh, for my children the way I wanted them to the life that I wanted them to have to give them everything to be this mom that that was successful even though I was that too it was never good enough so when I was sitting in the office of the doctor and he told that I had cancer, everything collapsed. My life was completely shattered, but it, there was something in me that also understood I had to take it. I had to really go through it. I didn't know there and then that that was also that I could choose if I wanted to continue this life or if I wanted to go home. I understood that the question was, do I want to stay or do I want to go home? But to really stay and to really mean it, I had what I was told later, because this was the Easter in 2005, and I couldn't operate me. I had to wait till after Easter. During that Easter, I was taken into a brutal, um, what can I say, um, a brutal slowdown, if that's the right word. Um, it was a beautiful terror of going slower. I understood that I really had to breathe in a new way that I never had before. I had to surrender, which I never did. I never surrendered to anything. I just kept on going, and I had to surrender. I had to really be taken by love, by God, into something that was so unknown that I only had myself in a way and God um, I had to as I said dive deep into my fears into my rage into my anger and I had to I had to meet the cancer completely naked. 
Um, and God also told me, because during the, those years that I started in the psychodrama, that was in 1998, up to 2005, I had all the spiritual books you could ever imagine. I had a small library at my home, and I had a huge wall that was filled with spiritual books. I, I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough those years reading about to really fully wake up and remember fully again. Um, and God came to and said, get rid of it all. Really get rid of all the books. I was not allowed to lean on any teacher or any gurus or even friends or nobody. I was told to get rid of it all and really dive into the deepest, darkest abyss of my trauma. I was told to really meet my cancer, as I said, completely totally naked. And I knew that cancer was not the problem. And I knew that I had to embrace it because, as I said, everything is love. And love was something that I really didn't allow myself to receive or to give only to my kids. Mm. I learned to love the cancer. I learned to embrace the cancer fully, completely, totally. And also life itself and death because I knew there was no death. But when I did, I was also searching for the truth, the truth that really are like a laser beam on the cancer, on the belief system that I had, my shame, the shame of being a rebel, the shame that I was learned and beaten to, in a way, to forget. Um, the shame of being free, the shame of me, the love that I had for everything and for everybody. I understood when, when I embraced the cancer and loved it unconditional, I also set not only myself free, it, and it didn't happen over the night, it, it was a process, but I also set my parents free, I set my dad free, and I set my mom free. But I needed to go the process. I had to feel it all again. You, you, I, you talk about um, um, during that Easter period of time, you slowed down. It, it, yeah. And when I think about the, the idea, the, the image of that, it's like um, you, you've had this this pain... Um, theme woven so abruptly in your life, and then to slow down in the feeling of that, it's it's it seems like to go through it instead of to float on it or to perpetuate it, but kind of just I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, to perhaps see past it or or. Um, have a have a higher perspective of it. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, it was it, it, that's why the cancer turned my life into a life in golden, as I'm saying, because it was it was the most profound, the most beautiful experience I have ever had, and that was because I became myself if I can say became, or I revealed my true self fully. I said yes to be who I really am. I realized that this was the, the most, if I can say the most sacred experience because there was no longer me in this in this transformation, in this experience, there was no longer me. Not the old me, not not the the false self, not the one that believed that I was separated. And I know it sounds maybe schizophrenic that I'm saying that I believed in separation. At the same time, I always remember who I am and where I came from. And that I for me, it was natural to communicate with angels and, and God. But we have to remember that we also have a human body. And it's like everything is so slowed down in a way that it feels like we are separated from source because the human experience are so powerful. We take in belief systems and concepts and and other people's feelings. I have done that my entire life because I'm highly sensitive and I'm an empath. So I take in other people's feelings and belief systems. I can see and feel what other people are thinking and feeling. So when I went back to my childhood, when I really looked at everything, I also understood that I had taken in my mom and my dad's belief systems, their traumas, their pain, I could easier understand why this had happened to me because I reminded them too much about what they themselves was longing for and that was coming home to themselves. But because they had also taken in and lived by the the upbringing and the rules that was set at that time it's that's why i'm i'm jumping a little bit but that's why the truth when we're really going in and saying yes to the truth also by talking to people where we talk about things that we have been so afraid of open up to when we really speak the truth the truth about our messy human being experience, the shame. The the uh, when we when we talk about the truth, because the truth is a ruthless ruthless master, but it's more powerful. For me, it was more powerful, and I think that will be for everybody when you really open up for it. It was more powerful and beautiful than anything in my human experience have ever given me 
when I believed that I was talking the truth or living the truth. So how did that um, how did that change you? I mean, to have that that naked reveal, if you will, of this this uh, truth, the 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 brutal truth or the raw truth or the um, how has it changed you as a woman now? I mean, to have gone through that, um, how did you change in that process? Uh, everything changed. Absolutely everything. First of all, the old me was shattered. There was, there was nothing. There was, I was not giving any options to pick up the pieces and try to build a life from, from a, a identification as a woman that I had because I was frozen in this, in this um, rebel. Um, because re being a rebel is a good thing. But it's also filled with fear. It changed me totally because I turned into a woman that no longer are afraid of love everybody and still can be rejected. I don't need uh, validation. I don't need to be loved back. As I said, I can just love fearlessly. Uh, I can be this woman um, that can speak the truth fully and I know that I piss people off because I know that I trigger people, uh, people's lives because I, there's nothing holding back anymore. Um, I, I can be myself fully, completely and totally uh, without shame without be um, without any apologies uh, I'm I'm standing my ground but I'm also vulnerable I allow myself to be vulnerable I allow myself to be more soft than I ever been to be more open uh, to I allow myself now to say I don't know or I can say I know but you don't want it um i i love my kids my children uh, and i love people i love humanity uh, deeper and more profound than ever before i'm not afraid short or yeah shortly <laughs> telling you that i'm loving fearlessly i love my life fearlessly um the solitude and deep silence where my oneness with God is also experienced beyond intimacy. Um, I am a wild woman and I love luxury and I hold an everlasting love affair with sophisticated, elegant and opulent interior. It's my passion. Expensive perfume and I'm very close to Emilda Marcus Extergavant when it comes to shoes. Uh, my love is so far also Italian shoes. I love Italy. I have fallen in love in life like never before. I have fallen in love with reality. What other spiritual people call it, it, it isn't reality. 
like non-dual spiritual people talking about raise above our humanity, our thoughts, our feelings, and know that everything is an illusion. It's really, that really makes me see red because we are so here to not try to be spiritual because that is our natural nature, but to really fall in love with our humanity. Uh, I love everything where the light is full and unbroken as my expensive taste that continually expresses the pure splendor of the creator itself simply because I love life, simply because I love myself. And I realized that I always loved myself. Also when I was beaten, uh, I always loved myself and I loved life. I realized that that's the reason why I'm here. <clears throat> well, you'd, you'd, I, you'd, <clears throat> sorry. You uh, to to come into this place of unconditional love for all that is as it is. Um, so moving forward in your life to move forward in your life. Um, here you are on a radio show. Um, what what do you see unfolding as far as where this love will take you? And and you know, a lot of times uh, people have this idea that well, hell, if you're unconditional love, you're just going to uh, commit your life to humanity and and take any shit humanity has to give you because you're love. And and. Um, I like the 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 idea of unconditional love not having a template, not having a familiar role, if you will. That unconditional love could choose any archetype, any paradigm, and fulfill all that is through it, no matter how profound or magnificent or mundane. Um, uh, kind of like the the full spectrum of of uh, how we see ourselves as humans. How how has your vision of your future changed as you come into this this realization of such a deep and compassionate love? Um. <clears throat> when you when you ask me about how do I see the future? Um, it, it, it's a kind of difficult answer because, first of all, humanity is waking up like never before. It, it is not. It is. It is really the the the, the powerful truth that is going on in the world is that everybody is waking up but not at the same level at the same time. And learning, when, when I'm talking about unconditional love, I see that unconditional love um, is what already is, what is running wild in everybody. That unconditional love is what makes us long for a different kind of life that we have that makes us long for true love. It makes us long for freedom. 
It makes us long for equality, for oneness, because that is our natural state. So me being here in your show, uh, as I said before, that I really feel, feel so privileged because this is really my passion, my burning desire and, and my life purpose to talk about the truth and who we really are. And unconditional love is what takes us to, uh, to giving birth to a new world. But then everything has to collapse. We have to love what has been because that has also been sacred. It's been a part of our human evolution to experience how far we can go in a way into the darkness, into greediness, uh, into the twisted kind of love when we believe that we are separated from unconditional love and we believe that God is a patriarchal God that is sitting deep in heaven and are acting like uh, uh, I don't have the I don't sure. remember the Judge, judgmental uh, I understand Keep going. Yeah. when we realize that God is expressing itself through us as us to you as you we can then really start to fall in love, to really fall in love with the reality by embracing it. That is the most powerful force in the entire creation because the creation is unconditional love itself. When that is said, I also feel for saying that unconditional love can embrace everything, but it also can kick ass if it has to. That means we have to come real, really real about who we really are. We have to look, look, sorry, look as deep as possible into our darkest abyss in all of us. We have to do that. Because that's the only way we can transform the false. And it's the only way we can discover that we are unconditional love, that we are this power, this force of life, that we are freedom itself. And in that, when we really discover that we are freedom itself, then we really also will understand that we all are one and that we need each other. And the years that will come, things will happen that we realize, that we really will wake up and realize we need each other more than ever before. There's, you, you have a very powerful uh, message in what you just said, and I don't want part of it to slip by going unnoticed. You talked about our past, the greed, the, the conundrum, the quagmire, if you will, of our past as being divinity itself. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, but, um, to look at all the seemingly wrong, seemingly evil, seemingly dark um, episodes of our past in humanity, to look at it and see it as pure, pure divine essence expressing. I mean, th th that's an uncommon lesson 
in in that many people are like here in the states there's so much turmoil with people challenging uh it seems like bipolar um topics where everything has been polarized and then they go out and try to fight the opposite they try to fight the the shadow of themselves and what you talk about is to look at the the shadow the darkness of the past and see the divinity within that is that right absolutely absolutely and we will the world is changing it is really changing and humanity was never ever given the power fully to really ruin um, ourselves or the or the planet right. never have we been given that fully power to do so but we was given the we, we needed the experience to see as i said how far we can go right. into the darkest um experience when we believe that we are separated from god and separated from each other because we're not and this is what we wake up to um when i when i embraced the cancer as i said i i healed myself from the cancer uh i i embraced the cancer and when i said that the most powerful force in in all the creation is unconditionally love it do, we don't make it stronger i didn't make my cancer stronger it dissolved by itself because everything is energy so when i allowed it the love that i am the unconditional love the light the truth that love is because unconditional love is god it is the light that we are created from and that we are encircled in if that's the right word sure embodied it then it then vanish it is being absorbed by this light my cancer was absorbed by this light i let it go by then i didn't i didn't decide by my mind to okay i let it go so no i don't, I don't want to have anything to do with it no that is dangerous i used to were dangerous to think like that to raise above our humanity to to don't touch it to don't touch our feelings uh all these things that we that spirituality has told us to do to meditate uh, about things all these things it's dangerous because we hold on to the darkness that we have experienced and created from for so long when we go into the darkest abyss when we use the truth to express what we have been so afraid of telling find somebody that's what i'm saying i said find somebody um that you can tell what you are what you are so afraid of telling because you believe that then nobody will love you or that you will lose the love that you ha- 
have or the security, but really, really love it. Love this this shame that you carry, whatever, if it's sexuality or, or whatever that it is, if you have been stealing or whatever, if you really love it, embrace it, instead of rising above it, believing you have to be better than that, it, the, ident- the identification that pulls you down will be absorbed by this light. Right. right. Um, the, the light of unconditional love um, dissolves. Well, it's um, it when we go into the darkness. I, I'm just thinking in general. When we go into separation, we we disconnect from truth. We disconnect from power. And if if humanity as a whole has spent you know eons of time, centuries of time, where the the schools and the religions and and the dogma of general humanity starts loading itself up with these beliefs, with these feelings, with these attitudes and concepts that are not rooted in the truth, not rooted in love, then it's like darkness itself. Darkness doesn't have any substance. Um, Separation doesn't have any power. I can't. I can't open a box of darkness and double the darkness in it because there's no thing there. There's no truth to it, if you will. So when mm-hmm. you when you talk about the the power of the light of unconditional love as the um, the agent that dissolves away the the mask the the untruth, the 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 um, the stories that we've told ourselves that aren't rooted in the truth. Um, that love is um, is the opposite. It is the truth. So so the as you embody this, as you um, um, Evolve with this understanding. Um, how does that uh, how does that affect you? I mean, how you see humanity, how you see um, how humanity is going to unravel its conundrum, how, how humanity is going to um, heal and and um, become whole again. Um. Uh, as I said, I see, I see, I see a beautiful world. Um, I really do. Even though most people today really, really experience the completely opposite, there are so much pain and suffering, and and yeah, you name it, in places on this earth. And um, there's a lot of nature um, catastrophes. Um, But I want people to listen to this, to really understand that everything is collapsing or have been been collapsing for a while. 
what is coming up, even in the earth, even individually, is our darkness. We, that's why we have to face it. We have to say yes to it. We have to embrace it. Because we are heading for a planet in peace, in love. And, but until we can come to that place, if I can say it, come to that place, Sure. We have to embrace it. We have to embrace everything that we all have created together. I am not. My, my darkness is not only mine alone. What I have experienced was my dad and my mom's darkness. It was from generations way back. When I stopped it, when I told my dad when I was 16 years old and I said, enough. You will never lay a hand on me again. When I did that, I stopped the abuse from continuing go to my kids, which has been happening since the beginning of time. We have had times where the planet and humanity also was in harmony. And that was when the women was in charge, but that can be another interview. <laughs> but <laughs> but we have to face it like I had to face my cancer because on a level I have created that cancer. On a deeper level, on a higher level, from the freedom that I have that I am, I have created it because I wanted my old life to die so I could come alive like never before. And that goes for the world today. That goes for humanity today. As I said, we do not empower the darkness by looking at it and by embracing it. We empower it when we deny it, when we don't want to look at it, when we don't want to say, okay, this is mine. My darkness, when I transform that, I not only transform that way back in the generations of my family. But I'm a part of transforming it for the planet. So are you. So are everybody that are listening to this interview. We all are in this together. And by waking up and realizing who we are, there is no fear anymore to admit that, okay, I'm the part of this darkness that has been unfolding on the planet. Right. Again, the 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 unconditional love is God itself. It's the power of God itself. It's the power of creation. And we all are that power. And that that is also then you will also then understand that this power alone was never been given to us fully. Because then you know the result if if, if we was given that power fully. We couldn't. We couldn't handle that power. But the more we wake up, the more we integrate that love, the more we are capable of really realizing that we are God and we are one. Right. And, and the beauty of who we really are and this planet will really blossom. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. We're coming to the end of the episode. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> now, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to connect with you. Can you share your web page and uh, books and, and anything that you're working on that you would like to share with our audience? Of course. Absolutely, I will. And I, can I send it to you? Well, sure. But and I can also they can also reach me uh, at Facebook. I'm on I'm on Facebook. I don't remember fully my web page uh, address, but uh, I the easiest way is to connect with me on Facebook. All right, I'll uh, I'll get that information and uh, append it onto the show. Well, uh, Ingrid. What a powerful story you've shared with us today. Um, as we close the show, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with the audience? I um, I, th I think I will go back to what I started to say, that I will highly recommend everybody to find a person that loves you so much that they will tell you the truth about you and help you open up to tell the truth you fear but that sets you free find the one that have the only agenda to continue liberate themselves at the same time and reveal their untamed wild nature while they are holding you while you break down let them in let their love be ruthless but authentic and fearless when you weep when you rage when you hate and become the mess you have feared for so long. Find that person that you can tell your most shameful, painful truth. It can save your life, heal you on the deepest level, and make you come alive by embracing your humanity in ways you never could imagine. And love so fear fearlessly, it will take your breath away. And stop being nice. Stop being polite. Be willing to transform all your belief system and, and concepts and your childhood trauma. Come alive like never before. Love in a way your body has never experienced before. And I'm not talking about sex, though that is also included. I'm talking about a sensuality the world has never experienced before and that takes your breath away, but denied for eons of time in both men and women. Right. And that I love you all. And I love you less. And thank you so much again. Well, I want to thank you for being our guest on the show. It, uh, it's been just a, a powerful episode. It's my privilege to have you on as a guest. Ingrid, thank you for being our guest. Thank you again. So what a powerful episode. Uh, um, a story to tell of, of how unconditional love has transformed such a, a generational story, really, of pain. Um, I want to make sure to convey to you her Facebook webpage. Um, it's at facebook.com slash Ingrid Esno, and that's I-N-G-E-R-I-D period E Z. H N O. I'm so glad you chose to join us tonight. We're out of time, but I wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's been my privilege. Until next time, thanks for listening.
This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.